Hello, everybody. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. Hi, I'm excited today. You Welcome are. to our podcast. Called? Uh, I was just about to say, I'm Mia. She's Walsh. One, that's not what it's called. And two, that was the wrong way around. Um, it's called I'm Good Actually. It is. And you are chaotic, actually. <laughs> I am. I'm just to warn everyone, I feel really like super chaotic today. Yeah, I can attest to that. I've just spent five minutes with her and it's a lot. You need to say hello. Hello. <laughs> You always forget to say hello when I do the intro. Oh, well, they know I'm here. Mm, then I yeah. I think it's just been me laughing down the microphone for the first minute of this. Can you imagine? Like, what? <laughs> if it was. Oh, can you imagine what? <laughs> Anything? <laughs> right, sorry, everybody. We're here. We are chaotic and we're excited to talk to you today. <laughs> uh, Mia. Hello. Tell- Tell me about yourself. <laughs> My name's Mia. I'm 32 and I'm a Libra. And I've reviewed in Cornwall. It sounds like a blind date. Yeah. Is that all you're going to tell us? No oh, update. right. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fucking cold. That's my main update. Uh, Mia just said something very funny to me before we started recording this. And I think that's why I'm still laughing. She said she looked like the grandparents out of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory because her room's so cold. She's sitting in I literally live in my bed now. I bought myself an electric blanket and it's the only warm place in the house. I'll light the fire like before the kids get back to warm the house up. You just live in bed. I've got my duvet like pulled up to my chin. Oh, it's so good. You really do look like the granddad. Not facially. Oh, thanks. That's good. Yeah. You probably smell like him, but... To be fair, I think they were living like the dream life. They just sat in bed all the time and made everyone else get on with it. Yeah, they were lazy bastards, especially the granddad, because he reckoned he couldn't walk, and then he, he fucking walked. Straight yeah, out of bed, didn't he? Yeah, straight out. I bet he couldn't go to the fucking job centre, but he can go to the chocolate factory. Job centre. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's I. Well, I have got quite a big update. I started OnlyFans. <laughs> Woohoo! Yes, she did. Tits ahoy! <laughs> so I might be able to put my heating on soon because my tits will be paying for it. <laughs> so that's good. That is very good. Well done. How are Thanks. you finding it? Is it mental? It's weird. It is a bit weird. But like, yeah, I mean, it's making money. So fuck it. I normally send people pictures like that for free. So I might as well start <laughs> charging for it. <laughs> oh, I love the confidence. I'm so like proud of you for having the confidence because I would have signed up. And then the first time someone spoke to me, I'd have been like, nope, <laughs> <laughs> can't do this. Yeah, the messaging. I wasn't expecting so much messaging but eh, whatever and then some guy from bumble like found it pretty much instantly so that was a interesting one do they do they have to pay to message you no you can set it to that you should do that take the piss a little bit innit? i mean the, our quality banter deserves at least like a pound a line <laughs> it's not it's not particularly quality banter i've got to admit I was going to say, I'll give it the figure as well. You know, if I charged people to message me, all of my fucking game would go out the window. Not that I've really got any anyway. The small amount of game that I've got would go out the window. And I'd be like, so uh, where did your mum grow up? And they'd be like, I've paid five of this. Can you stop? <laughs> Sorry, I've had some payments for some other things. So I'll, um, I'll stick to the photos and videos for now. Oh, there's a good ad there. So Mia's OnlyFans link is going to be on our link tree as well. <laughs> 
You can do that if you want. <laughs> no, I don't know. Is that weird? I don't know. I feel like we are weird, so it's fine. Do you know what? Fuck it. How was your weekend? <laughs> week? week. Uh, it was good. Thanks. Uh, I had a nice date. Yes. You said yes, you were going to have a date. Yeah, I did. On I think it was Thursday. It was. Yeah, it was very good. Nice. Yeah. Potential to a second date? Already booked in, babes. It's on oh, Wednesday. Yeah. That. And we've been chatting and I think he's probably going to listen to this, so I'm not going to say anything too nice and give him a big ego. But um, yeah, it was good. So do you think he's excited to see your spunk me up knickers on the <laughs> oh, For fuck's sake, me up. Uh, I still need to buy them. I could just I could just ride it in like Biro on a pair of white knickers. Biro. If I really wanted to go that far. <laughs> cross stitch a pair of pants. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I could cross stitch them, couldn't I? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. If he's listening, I'm, I don't really want, I'm not going to go there. We're not going to do that. Look how much you're panicking. <laughs> no, I'm so panicking. That's it. There's no more convo. It will be a nice normal second, third date. We posted the Spunk Me Up um, reel to Instagram today. Morsha's already admitted she won't share it in case he sees it. <laughs> I mean, that wasn't supposed to go on here. <laughs> Tough shit. Uh, I just meant, like, out of context, it might actually sound like I'm saying, I'm going to have to have a conversation with someone on a third date about how I need them to spunk me up. <laughs> and I was like, you need to listen to the whole episode to understand that is the exact opposite of what I'm actually saying. Now I am panicking. Or is it? Now I am overthinking it. I'm. This is our last episode. I'm All not right. doing this anymore. So I've got OnlyFans now. I say that every episode. <laughs> how long until you ask if you're going to get cancelled this episode as well? <laughs> I don't... <laughs> I'm probably going to get cancelled now. Don't cancel me, please. I'm a nice My, person. Our friend Jess messaged me to say that she's noticed it every episode. Apparently the last one she listened to, you said it three times. <laughs> <laughs> and like over nothing remotely cancelable either. Like over such like nothing opinions. I think it's because obviously the feedback we get has been really good. We haven't had any bad feedback. And I assume it's because don't people say are doing that. a nice thing. Whereas, well, no, I just mean if people don't like it, they're either not listening or not telling us, which is exactly what any normal person would do. So that's good. Yeah. But I think now I'm just so paranoid about the fact that everyone seems to actually like us. I'm like, there must be something I'm going to do wrong. There's something I'm going to do wrong. I like the fact um, you assume it's going to be yeah. you, like when it's definitely going to be me. Do you think? Yeah, everyone hates me. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note. Anyway, yeah, this is a bit of a tangent. But yeah, hello, welcome. We've both had good weeks. Mia's cold. Bye. Bye. This week we are talking about past relationships and how they change you, how they've changed us, which is the same thing I just said. <laughs> uh, different things you take away from different relationships, both good and bad, I imagine. Yes. 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 What's your your main takeaway from past relationships? All of them. In, in in ten in ten seconds, please. All your relationships, how have they changed you? My entire relationship history in ten seconds. Okay, yeah. fine. Um, I think it's hard. I think I've taken something different from each one, and I think largely that's because of the ages I was when they have all ended. If you know what I mean, like I was like I was a very different person. Yeah, like when my first one ended to when my last one ended. You'd um, hope so. Yeah, and I think it's just looking back, I can see how the relationships weren't right for me, and I think that's very hard to see 
at the time when you're in them you always think they're perfect and when they end there's like reasons why that's sad and you don't want it to but then once you've taken the time to like look back afterwards you're like okay I realized that this wasn't right this wasn't right this wasn't right yeah um so I think like in particular my last one was pretty toxic in the way that it was very codependent Mm -hmm. and um I think my main takeaway from it is that i I don't want to lose the independence I've gained now I'm single, if yeah. you know what I mean. And also, I just, I think I really thrive on like the feelings that I get when I'm in a relationship from that other person. Like I'm really one of those people that doesn't like being single. I like being in a relationship because I like yeah. having someone that loves me. And a lot of that, like if we're going to go down the whole therapy route, like a lot of that is probably to do with my childhood. <laughs> Wowzers. Yeah, of uh, But yeah, I think my main takeaway is that I can, just to sum it up, I can basically look back and say these are the things that happened in these relationships and I know for a fact that's what I don't want going forward. Yeah. Um. So it's made that a lot clearer for me. Yeah. I think, I mean, that's a good, that's a good thing to be taking away from it, to be able to mm. look back and go, I really don't want that again. Yeah. Because a lot of the time you just, people get stuck in like patterns of relationships, don't they? And especially when you've got like parental issues, mm-hmm. like, you know, that's your first relationships. So that's why that, you know, that is relevant to this conversation completely. So if you've got yeah. daddy issues or mummy issues, you are quite likely to just stick in this pattern of chasing after toxic relationships and codependency and yeah basically you've summed up exactly my (laughs) relationship past (laughs) in that (laughs) because we are the same person um yes I think for me as well genuinely because of the scale of the last breakup I had and the amount of work I had to do i.e therapy and things like that to kind of make myself Mm -hmm. better I think I am the most changed post relationship that I've been than I have been at any other point if you know what I mean um so I like to think that I've got a real shot of not repeating those toxic traits in my next relationship because of how much work I've done to completely repair it because I think after all my other breakups I was just like that sucked fucking hell like on to the next yeah whereas I actually had to like rebuild properly from the ground up this time and I think that has actually like kind of made me grow a different way I think there's also I think breakups in your 30s are so different to breakups in your 20s as well because it does feel more real because it was more real you know it was a more I'm not saying that if you've just had your heart broken in your 20s it does it's not the end of the world to you in that moment but when you have been with someone you've been living with someone you've been planning this future together and then you're in your 30s and you're single it's a very mm-hmm. different like recovery process isn't it you don't just yeah, go definitely. out and find the next one yeah and I mean when I think back to my previous relationships when I like the ones I had like my first relationship was when I was 16 because I've pretty much throughout my life kind of gone from big relationships to the next, if you know what I mean. I might have had like a couple of years. I've Same. either been in like long-term long term relationships or single. I haven't really like dated someone for a couple of months and sacked it off. It's either been like a bit of an all or nothing situation yeah. for me. Um, so, yeah, I do think that when I think back to my early relationships, obviously it is always heartbreaking when you split up with someone. Um, but, yeah, you don't have that. Like in my first couple of relationships, I certainly didn't have the expectation that we were going to get married and stuff like that. Because you're just not thinking that way when you're young. And you do tend to always kind of have that. And I think like I just said, because we both are the sort of people that kind of go into relationships and they always end up being long term. Mm -hmm. You 
when you're in your 30s you do have that thought process whereas if you've just been seeing someone for a couple of months and then you're like nah you obviously haven't been thinking about whether you're going to get married and stuff so yeah for sure yeah I was I've always been a massive serial monogamist as well but this is the longest Mm. I've ever been single since I was like 14 really (laughs) yeah like I've just I've always when I was younger I definitely had a lot of overlaps in relationships I was that prick um where like things had like emotionally died and I think it's quite common I think a lot of people do it especially women I think women find it a lot harder to end the relationship so overlaps are actually quite common not necessarily Mm. physically cheating but emotionally sort of already putting your feelings elsewhere before properly ending it so I like yeah. was never really single. I've never actually physically cheated on anyone. Um, but it's interesting you say that because when I think back, maybe there have been a couple of times where not even emotionally cheating because on the surface that sounds like it could be like sexting and things like that. Like I've I've never done anything at the end of a relationship that that boy could have looked at and been like, you are a dirty bitch. Um, but I do definitely yeah. think... <laughs> But I do definitely think I have, there have been times where before the relationship has ended, I've started putting my energy elsewhere. Um, And and maybe even into men, just a man that I have, I'm interested in that is giving me something that that current relationship isn't. So I'm talking to them a lot, like even just that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I think it's quite common. I think a lot of people do that. Mm. Yeah, I think I'm similar to you. Like when you said that, you don't want to lose your independence again. I mm. think that is my major takeaway as well from my my most recent relationship and the one before that, to be fair. I was very codependent in both of them and everything I did was kind of based around what they needed. Mm. And I have become so much more confident in myself, so much more happier in life in general since I've been single and I've realized so much that is because I can just do it myself I don't need someone else to bring the happiness so if I if if I get into a relationship now like they're not my number one priority I still am my number one priority if that makes sense yeah it does make complete sense and I agree with that because um, I was always the girl who like changed her personality completely to match the boy that she fancied. Like the reason I know half the music I know is because I'd fancy some boy and that'd be his favorite band. So I would learn their entire back catalog <laughs> just so that I could be like, see, I'm just like you. Not realizing the boys never want the girl who's just like them. No, but, you know. no, I, I get that. I get that. And it's, yeah. I agree. I agree with what you said. Good. Have you learned anything about yourself? What things have you learned coming out of these relationships? In the past, I had some pretty fucked up relationships when I was younger um, in, in in an abusive way that I think coming out of those, you learn. You learn a lot, but it's really hard to sort of pin it down because I don't think I ever fully healed coming out of those relationships and I think it's only recently that I've done the work on myself like you said Mm -hmm. that I've actually really started to figure out who I am and what I need to do to not get myself back in those positions I don't think I I mean I definitely should have done therapy fucking years ago I'm sure we can all agree Mm. Um, but I definitely should have done it coming out of those abusive relationships because I could have really easily fallen back into the trap of being in another relationship like that. Mm-hmm. Whereas now I've sort of done the work 
to repair fucking all of these relationships past. So it's all very new that I've actually really done the proper learning. Yeah, that makes sense. Which is, it's delayed, but at least I've done it now. (laughs) Or I'm doing it now, should I say. And I think the fact that we're both single at the ages that we are, I think we both like to think that the next time we get into an actual relationship, that will hopefully be the person that we end up with oh yes please uh, yeah and so I think you say that you've done the work and you should have done it earlier or it's it's might be like it's not too late and it's definitely no as I think it's really important for us both that we have done it and that's what we can take in going forward it's not too late because we still have time yeah yeah oh yeah. that was nice that was um yeah I mean I agree I think the one thing that I have learned about myself and I think this is a mixture of coming out of those relationships but also I keep banging on about it in this episode therapy god bless therapy yeah the one thing that's really that I think I've taken from past relationships but also therapy is that and it's really helping me at the moment actually while I'm dating is that genuinely for the first time in my life I do know that there are things that I bring to the table um I think for so long when I was dating when I was single not really when I was in relationships, but certainly when I was at the single point in my life, I was always really nervous about first dates because I was like, I don't know what to talk about. I don't know if they're going to like me because in my head I had nothing interesting to say. There wasn't anything interesting about me. And as much as I have been nervous about going on dates since I've been single this time round, I think a lot of the time when I've got on them within five minutes, it's been fine. And that's because I realised that I am actually interested and I do have things to say and I do have things to talk about. And if people ask me questions, I can have interesting conversations. I've got views. Um, And that's probably my biggest takeaway. So it's really weird because you know as well for me, I've got real confidence in myself in that aspect now that I don't think yeah. I've ever really had in my life. But physical confidence, like in terms of my looks, absolutely none. Um, yeah, your self-esteem is on the floor. Yeah, so it. it's it's weird. It's almost like through my life, like my confidence in my personality has been going up and up and up. But my confidence in my looks, probably as I'm getting older, has been going down and down and down. Um, yeah, so it's a bit of a mixed bag for me with what I've learned. There's nothing about my past relationships that have taught me to have low self-esteem, if you know what I mean. But I think it's just the natural, he doesn't want to be with me. These these people don't want to be with me because of how I look. I think that's like a fairly normal. Yeah. So yeah, they're probably the things that I've learned about myself. That's good things. Well, not the finding yourself unattractive thing, obviously. Yeah. But that's also something you're working on. And I think that will change. I think the more people that show interest, or if someone shows interest in you, sexually as well as just for good bants I Mm. think that will help I mean I think a lot of it is that you haven't been you know you haven't been off sleeping around like I have which honestly gave me the biggest confidence boost ever yeah (laughs) as fucked up as it is but yeah I think you sort of need that as much as we shouldn't and we wish we didn't we still kind of do need that external validation and that's kind of the one bit of external validation that our friends can't give us is the yeah you know like I can tell you every day that you're stunning and you're gorgeous and this that and the other but it's not the same as coming from someone who wants to fuck you who you also want to fuck is yeah it? like yeah it is different so I think we've kind of covered it a little bit but now that you are single and post the breakup stage how do you mm-hmm. think you're different now I've changed a lot I think personality wise it's I think 
my personality wise and in how I am in a relationship have changed in different ways. So like me personally, I think I do a lot more independent things on my own that I wouldn't have done before. Like yeah. I've been, I've been away on my own. I've done like solo travel, um, which I never in a million years would have done at any other point in my life before now. Um, and I also don't find it terrifying as well. And there's a lot of things that I just do in my day-to-day life that would have given me, like I've always suffered with anxiety, but there's a lot of things that would have really like almost kind of crippled me with anxiety, if you know yeah. what I mean, like first dates and stuff. And as much as I do still get anxious, I feel like I'm a lot better at dealing with that now. Um, I can kind of acknowledge that I'm anxious, but I'm going to do it anyway. Whereas before... Yeah was younger I was one of those people that was like that scares me so I'm not going to do it mm-hmm. um so yeah I think I also think I look after myself a lot more I recognize if my mental health is going down the toilet a bit um I know the things that can make that better I know yeah. when I just need some time I feel like I just know myself as a person fundamentally is what it all boils down to I just know who I am and like you know when like years ago if you was in a job interview and they were like so describe yourself in five words like or not even a job interview like you know just if anyone asked you those annoying questions I'd always be like I don't know what to say because I and it's now I realize I just didn't know myself yeah but now if someone was like could like could you describe yourself like what you think you are as a friend I could probably do a TED talk on it like I just know (laughs) my own personality I know the things I like the things I don't the things that make me sad the things that make me happy um And I'm not actually crediting any past relationships with that. I'm almost, it's it's me that's done the work. Yeah, that's only you that you can credit for that. Yeah. And it's been, like we said, it's because I've done the work and you too have done that work on yourself. So I'm sure you could say the same. Yeah, that's coming out of relationships that lets you learn those things. I don't think it's being Mm. in the relationship. I'm sure there's someone who's got a really healthy relationship who'd be like, actually, I learned all that with my partner. It's like, yeah, well, good for you. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, I think and when you do find the right relationship, that's when you do discover aspects of your personality that you don't necessarily realise that you had or things that you enjoy that you didn't realise you enjoyed. And it's nice that you can find those with other people. But I think it's really important to know like the fundamental building blocks of who you are, like the actual groundwork that you can work on. A hundred percent. Um, yeah. and I I don't feel like I ever really knew that until now yeah I used to get really annoyed when people would be like before you can love someone else you have to love yourself or you have to know yourself before you get in a relationship I was like nah that's bullshit I'm never gonna love myself I'm never gonna <laughs> nah. know myself like <laughs> fuck that noise but now I'm like oh wait it is quite important because I feel like if I had have gone through the same dates that I've had this year mm-hmm five years ago mm-hmm. I would 100% have ended up in a relationship with one of these people who was completely inappropriate for me yeah just because they were showing me attention and showing me affection and that's I needed that validation from elsewhere so desperately I needed proof that I was lovable so desperately and don't get me wrong I still have those days for sure when I'm like mm-hmm. someone just loved me but I, I I'm not I'm fine being alone I'm not I want to meet somebody, but not because I'm not okay by myself. I want to meet somebody because I want to be able to share my life with other people. And I want to be able to be part of someone else's life. It's not because I cannot cope and cannot survive on my own. You just don't want to. Yeah, you just don't want to. Shit. Well, it's not always. It's not always, no. Getting home and no one else has made a fucking mess in your house. (laughs) And not having to share a bed. And... No one else has 
those fucking skid marks on the toilet like sometimes <laughs> being on your own is a dream yeah I get that there are there are definite bits about being single that I like as well but I am just one of those people I do it's weird actually I was just about to say I prefer being in a relationship and do you know what's a very interesting thought that I've just realized mm-hmm. I prefer being in a relationship but as an outsider looking in at me, I think I am a better person when I'm single. I don't yeah. like me in a relationship. Yeah. My mum has said to me quite a few times that when I'm single, if the shit hits the fan, I just get on with it and deal with it and mm. sort it out. And I'm strong as hell. When I'm in a relationship, because there's someone else to rely on, I sort of go a bit pathetic and can't do it myself. And I think... weird. Yeah, I tend to lean on that person way more than I need to because I am perfectly capable. And I think maybe we're both are the same in that. Yeah. But also maybe that comes back to like parental relationships, like me with my dad and you with your parents. Of We felt so let down for such a long time that when someone is in our lives, we're like, look after me, please. Like it does make sense. Yeah, and it's almost like we don't, because of that, we almost don't know the barriers. It's like we, yeah. we, don't, we don't know how much we like it's like when there's somebody else there we can't work out how much we can do alone and how much we can do with them Mm -hmm. because we've never had those barriers put in place so we just go a bit like oh my god do everything there's somebody else here so you can do everything and it's like doesn't need to be like that yeah Yeah, that's codependency isn't it yeah yeah healthy relationships not something we've ever had (laughs) (laughs) but again it's also not something that I've ever before now taken the time to realize about myself so going forward I am very aware of that so it's Mm. something that I can almost anticipate and stop before it starts if you know what I mean whereas I've never even had those tools yeah so I do think I am I'm really optimistic that my next relationship I have will be the healthiest one purely because of me and my boundaries and my work and my personality now basically I'm great so mate (laughs) I mean it's gotta be right surely (laughs) for both of us surely (laughs) we've done our dues please (laughs) What about you? Like, is there anything glaringly obvious that you think about how you're different? I just think I give less of a fuck, <laughs> to be honest. Wow. I mean, yeah. But in a really good way. Like, I have. I don't think I've ever felt more comfortable with just being myself. Like, I'm not trying to impress anyone. I'm not trying to be a version of myself that somebody else wants me to be. Mm. I am just unashamedly... <laughs> that's not how you say that word and unapologetically just being myself and it's it's fucking awesome like I'm not hurting anybody I've got so much love to give and I've got so many fucks to give for the people I love Mm. but just the general vibe of like you don't like me okay that's a you problem not a me problem like I'm just yeah it's so it's so nice and it's so freeing Mm. and yeah it's pissing a lot of people off but they're not my people so if you don't like me being myself and being comfortable, then you, that you've got you've got bigger problems than me. Yeah, and I'm not being funny. You say it's pissing a lot of people off. I mean, in the grand scheme of the world, it's not a lot of people. It's like twenty dickheads online. Oh, I don't just mean people online. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think for me, what's really interesting is this actual podcast. And this is a very good example of how I can show the comparison between my confidence in myself and my confidence in my looks is that literally three years ago or more, 
I never ever would have had the bollocks to do a podcast because I would have been like, I have not got anything interesting to say. No one wants to listen to me. No one wants to hear from me. Um, and now I don't think that obviously I can't shut up. Love the sound of my own voice. But also <laughs> what would be very interesting is if this was recorded for video. Yeah, which is the plan eventually. It is the plan eventually. So I need to raise my game with the, in the confidence state because I, I think this would have been so much more of a problem for me if it was actually visually recorded. That's interesting. But I get it. Yeah. I just I just think there would have been a million bits that I'd be like, I don't like that. I don't like that. And it all would be because of what I look like, not because of what yeah. I was saying. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I get that. I think that's quite common. It sucks. Can everyone just tell more she's fit? And I don't just mean like <laughs> girls who listen to us. Can fit boys please tell more she's fit? It really does it. Oh my God. Does it sound like I'm literally begging for people to do that? Because I'm not. I'm just obviously talking like I don't want people to be like, I'm not doing yeah, that. It thing sounds like I'm, I'm begging for people to do that. <laughs> yeah. She's fishing, right? She's fishing. Uh, I'm not. I promise I'm not. Um, and if anyone ever called me ugly, I would cry. So please don't. Um, well, so would I. <laughs> everyone would. That's a horrible thing to say. Yeah. So one thing I did want to talk to you about during this was, obviously, mm-hmm. we all have our own love language. Yeah. I genuinely think mine has changed um, over the years largely but since my last relationship as well yeah Uh, so for the people that are listening Mia and I just did the five love languages test yes we did um I'd never done it before and I was interested to see if what I thought my love language was was what my results were going to be um and it's slightly different but my main one is the one that I assumed so should I tell you my results first yes go okay so I'm my main one is words of affirmation, which yeah, is a hundred percent what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um. So that was forty percent. Oh wow! And strong I, first. Yeah. And then I got twenty-seven percent quality time. Yeah. Uh, twenty-three percent physical touch. Ten mm-hmm. percent acts of service, mm-hmm. and literally no percent receiving gifts. Oh, it's so, so I know, and I think that my main thing is that the thing that makes me feel the most kind of not not even comfortable in a relationship, but the thing that really makes you think, oh my god, that's so nice. I love that so much, is when someone's literally saying to me, "I love you. I think you're great. I think you're brilliant at what you do. Um, you're like attractive, like just things like that." And I think because of the confidence knock that I've had, um, and because I've built myself kind of back up again from that I think not only do I need to hear the words of affirmation from like a physical sense because obviously I haven't got a lot of self-esteem but also I think because I've put so much work in even just hearing from friends like how proud they are of me like it really means a lot and it's because it's something I'm really proud of yeah um and I almost want people to be like do you know what it was real shit for you for a bit and you fucking nailed it and I do get like my friends especially say that to me a lot and it really does mean more than any anything else to me yeah oh, I mean yeah. that's quite awkward for this friendship because I definitely show love by buying presents and I'm a <laughs> fucking cunt to the people I love the most with words so you know you think you are but you're really not you're really like not. I buying gifts for people is my favorite thing if I was rich no when I'm rich I just I I love buying people presents it's like my favorite thing I've already got you like four Christmas presents oh no don't fuck off are you being serious (laughs) yeah because I just see things I'm like oh my god that's so perfect she has to have it all right shit well I'm just gonna tell you I love you every day because I'm words of affirmation okay so that's not what I want okay so it's mine (laughs) 
mine is quite hilarious because mine is fairly evenly split between like all of them. <laughs> okay. Um, so I've got twenty seven percent quality time. What is that your main one? Yeah, and twenty percent twenty seven percent acts of service. <laughs> so they're both the same. Then twenty three percent words of affirmation. Thirteen okay. percent receiving gifts and ten percent physical touch. Oh, and I never would have said that. I am surprised by the physical touch one, but I think it's because on this quiz it's all very like hugging in public, and I'm like, yeah. I don't want to be hugged in public. I want to be fucked in private. <laughs> oh different. my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! That is very I cannot be in another sexless relationship. Jesus, I'd kill myself. But what about if your only options were hugged in private or fucked in public? What would you pick? Oh, fucked in public. A hundred percent. See, I don't know. For me, the physical touch thing, I noticed that, that it was all very like putting their arm around you and like hugging you. It's very friendshipy rather than relationshipy. It wasn't even that. It's just more romantic as opposed to being fucked in private, as you so lovingly put it. But I also think for me, that was quite a big one for me because that is almost like a display that -hmm. would make that would give me confidence as well. Do you know what I mean? Like if you're out in public and they want to do those things, it's like a this is the person that I'm with and I want everyone to see it. And that in turn is a confidence boost that I would need. I am so bad at public displays of affection. Like I get so awkward. Even just like if I'm with like a load of mates, I can't be that person who's like sat with her partner, like all lovey dovey. Like, you know, we've got friends who are very PDA with their partners mm. and I just can't do it. I get so self-conscious. I feel like I don't know why. I'm always worried that it like looks like I'm doing it on sh- like for a show rather than just Yeah, I know what you mean. I, I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of 50-50 with that. I don't like huge PDAs. Like I wouldn't ever sit there like all over someone at a bar. But in no. the same breath, I like uh, holding hands when you're walking along. And like if we were all out somewhere, like a quick like kiss or something, like if you're talking or if they make you laugh or like like a quick hug or something. Like I said, I wouldn't be like draped all over them, like snogging their faces mm. off constantly. So I'm like, I like a little bit, like an appropriate amount. Um, oh, see, I'm really bad. I'm just like, you stand over there. I'm over here. I'll see you when we get home. <laughs> Yeah, but again, for me, it's like a display of unity. It's like a display thing. Like, we are together, and I want everyone know- to know we are together. And, like, you don't have yeah. to do that by, like, snogging someone's face off. You can just do that by, like, physically being around each other. And Well, I think maybe that I'm bad at it because I've not had men want to do that with me. So I've almost put it up as a defence that, like, I don't want it either. Whereas, actually, in reality, yeah. I think I'd probably quite like to have someone who wants to look like we're together i wonder why you've always gone for people that don't like that i've just always gone for bad people (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) oh my god you know what i was like i realized the other day every single guy that i've like sort of formed a bit of a connection with in the past year well Mm -hmm. i guess we could say the past 10 years every single one of them is like undiagnosed adhd what is that Every really? single one. All of them. Like, really? think of a single guy that I've, like, fancied or had, like, a connection with. He's got undiagnosed ADHD. What would that 
what does that do to a relationship though I don't think I've ever been with someone not that I'm aware of at least that has either had ADHD or undiagnosed ADHD but like what sort of relationship attributes would that bring I mean it very it varies person to person obviously Mm. um it can have addiction issues as we know because it's a lot of self-medicating Mm-hmm. it can be very hot and cold because they can be it's like you know it's all very fun and then they sort of crash okay but you, that's okay so well I'm just I'm just trying to think of the things that would appeal to you and I think the hot and cold thing as much as it's oh. not ideal and you wouldn't want to admit it or you wouldn't want oh, to yeah. be have something that you're attracted to like that but I think you do like the being kept on your toes the chase thing yeah to an extreme 100% which is what yeah, that would bring it's ridiculous yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's very true. I like it when they treat me like shit. What is wrong with me? I was just talking about how much more healed I am. I think I'm talking out of my fucking ass. No, you're not, because the fact that you're aware of this means that you are. That's true. That's it's true. It's one thing like it's it's almost impossible to know all of these things about your personality and change them and stop them dead. You can't do that. The way mm. that you heal, you don't you don't change yourself. So after you've had two years of therapy, you are a completely different person. The way that you're different is that you acknowledge these things, you're aware of them. If they do anything negative to somebody else in your life, you because you're aware of it, you can kind of preempt that, try and stop it in its tracks, or repair a situation quickly if yeah. that aspect of your personality is on it. It's all about being aware, communicating it and dealing with it. It's not about scrubbing it out of your life and not doing it anymore so yeah. you are healed and don't ever think that you're not just because you still do those things the thing that you think that you you're aware that you do those things is what makes you healed i'm gonna say healing rather than healed well yeah <laughs> i think i, I don't think anyone's work. ever yeah no one's ever truly healed yeah but i'm still i'm still chasing after boys who don't deserve to be chased yeah let's be honest yeah yeah we can work on that though it's fine just I'm just attracted to idiots. <laughs> I mean no comment. <laughs> um the only other question was what views of yours have changed since your past relationships? I think it's just I'm just more sure of my views now. I don't think I've been in a relationship with anybody that's like changed my opinion on something massively like other than like boring stuff like music. Like, not boring, you know what I mean? Like, unimportant yeah. stuff. I think yeah. it's more that I've just learned who I am more. And mm-hmm. like I said before, like, I'm not trying to be something for anyone else anymore. I'm just quite happy being me for me. Yeah. Yeah, I think I've, I think I've just got louder with my... And more confident <laughs> with my own views than, than yeah. I was before. What about you? Have you learned anything? New views? The thing for me is, and I think you, you and I have discussed this briefly and I think you agreed with me that there are some relationships that I see now where they are in a situation not even necessarily a bad situation just when you witness a couple going through something or doing something and they react a certain way and you think oh my god I would never react like that because my past relationships have dicked me over and a lot of this comes down to like trust issues Mm. and abandonment issues um I think I probably Again, I'm really happy that I'm aware of it, which I've never really acknowledged before. But I do think I probably do have some trust issues and abandonment issues. And um, yeah, so I think if I see, I can't remember what led me to even write that down. But I think there was a situation where someone was like, 
I think their partner used to travel a lot, but like a lot to the point where they was almost in like a long distance relationship. And mm. um, I really can't remember who it was now. But anyway, she was basically like, I was like, oh, but you must talk all the time. Yeah, like you must. And she was like, no, I sometimes go like days or like a week or two without talking to him because of X, Y, Z. Oh, my God. And I was just like, I could not deal with that. I no. couldn't deal with it. And I don't know if it's because of trust slash abandonment issues, but I genuinely think if I was in that situation when I was 20, I could have attempted it. Whereas now I'm just like, I would last five minutes in that relationship. Yeah. I would be going out of my absolute mind. Yeah, so would I. Not even about what they were doing. It's not about whether they're cheating. It's just about, are they thinking about me? Do they give a shit about me? Are, are they over it now? And then Are they bothered? dead? Why not? Yeah, like when I speak to them in two weeks' time, are they just going to be like, do you know what? I'm over it. Like, I'm out. And not like constantly waiting to see if they actually do that. Do you know what I mean? You definitely have abandonment issues because you even do it with friends. Like you're, you get yourself convinced that like, oh, I haven't heard from that person. That person's not talking to me. They hate me. They never want to be my friend again. So you do catastrophize. Yeah, that's definitely because of my last relationship as well. And the way that things went down in that, there was a few occasions where it wasn't even just my last relationship actually it seems to be a few of them and it was like when they lost interest or when something was about to go bad it would all go quiet and I had Mm -hmm. to almost like kick and scream and force them to begin a line of communication so I knew what was going on I've never really been with a guy that's just like you know what I, I don't like this and I need to talk about it I've all the guys that I've been with have been like gone down the ignoring me route and I'm like seriously what is going on this is driving me mad like it's actually driving me crazy you need to talk to me and it's only when I've forced that that they've done it and I've had that a lot and I think I've just been so conditioned so the minute someone goes quiet on me I'm just like well that's it then they're like they're out yeah and a lot of the time they're just like no (laughs) yeah no I was just I was busy mate but yeah no I totally get that (laughs) and I I have similar I have similar like constantly feel I felt on edge in every relationship that oh they're gonna leave me they're gonna find someone better is usually my um big paranoia that I'm not good enough they'll find someone better and that is a lot of that is because most I think I'm on like five exes who married the next girl (laughs) yeah that's an insane (laughs) amount like I'm just I just I teach them I show them how how good it could be and how good they could be in a relationship and then they I set them free and they go off and give it to someone else just, that's right, crazy that really like the is training mad. wheels yeah and it's intense and that like fucks you up like yeah the girl before the girl is a pretty shit place to be yeah and as much as I obviously don't agree with that it's just one of those situations where I mean the stats don't lie and it's not that you are not worthy yeah. of marriage, but also it's really hard to be like, no, don't be stupid. When you're like, I'm not being stupid. It's literally a fact. Like, what can you say to that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Yeah. That sucks. Oh, well. Listen, listen to how healed we are. We'd make great girlfriends now. <laughs> I think we would. I would like to add, though, that if either of us get boy, well, when we both get boyfriends mm-hmm. or a girlfriend. Yeah. Those people do have to be able to get on and they do have to accept that if we all go out together, we're not going to be talking to them. They can talk to each other because me and Marsh will just be on our own little planet. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. I mean, look how chaotic we go when we even <laughs> both join a podcast. Can you imagine what we're like in real life when we're together? I did suggest the other day, I said next time I'm in London, we should set up a double date on the apps. And Marsh was like, what would be the point? Like, we just wouldn't talk to them. <laughs> yeah. It would literally be the worst double date of all time. Or I would just get really drunk and accidentally flirt with both of them and you'd get annoyed with me. 
yeah, facts, which is another reason why I don't want to do it. <laughs> I don't mean to. I'm a Libra. I can't help it. <laughs> don't do that bullshit thing that women do where they blame their star signs and then being an arsehole. Don't do that. I will always do that. <laughs> I'm a woman. It's my right. <laughs> so the other day mm-hmm. I was talking to someone who had listened to this podcast and they came up, well, they actually suggested something that they think that we should do. Yeah. Um, and it's something we haven't done before, so I don't know how you're going to feel about it. Okay. Uh, but just be open-minded. Maybe we should do Fuck, Marry, Kill. That's such a good idea. <laughs> oh, I love doing that every week. It makes me so happy. I go on for so long as well when I do my ones. I'm like, so one day I was born and then it was my 10th birthday. Hey, don't give away next week's one. Oh, yeah, sorry. Okay, fine. Right. Uh, you're going first. Are All you right. ready? Yeah. First one. E.T. <laughs> the finger. The finger. Oh, the finger of truth. Right, so you've got E.T. Next one is Dwayne Johnson. Okay. Okay. The Rock. And then your third one is... Freddy Krueger. Equally interesting fingers. Yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, no. Oh no! Right, this is quite a difficult one because I don't want to fuck ET. No, that's not allowed. But I also really don't want to marry ET. He's cute. Think about when he dressed up as a woman. That was so adorable. He's a bit annoying though. He's very needy. Well, call home. All right, like mummy issues much. He doesn't talk a lot though. I need someone who can keep up with me. Oh Jesus Christ! What Freddy Krueger? (laughs) Well, this is what I'm thinking. (laughs) Fuck off! I'm gonna kill ET. Oh my god, what? I'm gonna marry Freddy Krueger. <laughs> He'll just kill oh, you. Oh wait, he's a paedophile. Is he? Yeah, that's why he died. They he was a paedophile. Then the adults in the street burnt his house down and he burnt alive and then he came back to haunt all the kids, didn't he, in their nightmares. I didn't know he was an actual paedophile. Yeah. Oh well, well good good luck marrying a paedophile then. Nice choice, Mia. Hmm. Do I stick to my guns? Oh my god, are you even contemplating that? I just think it'd be quite fun to be able to like run around people's dreams and fuck them up a bit. Okay, one, you don't get Freddy Krueger's magical powers <laughs> just because you're married to him. That's not how this works. Oh. Two, it's not fun to run around a paedophile's dreams. They're not his he's... dreams, the kids' dreams. <laughs> okay, just don't get involved in any okay. sort of paedophile behaviour. Fine, I'll kill Freddy Krueger, Jesus Christ. Okay. Fucking hell. Oh. Right, well, I'm going to marry Dwayne Johnson. Oh, my God, this is insane. Yeah, because I only have to fuck E.T. once, and then it's done. I want to spend the rest of my life with Dwayne. And it, Oh, no, but... oh, What? I just thought of a similarity with his name and then stopped myself. Yeah, Um. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I really don't think you can fuck E.T. I, I have really to. I have to. Did, he was so naked. Awful. I don't think he even had a penis. Maybe his finger was his penis. Mia, this is, I genuinely think, this is about our ninth episode. I think this is the worst conversation we've ever had on this I'm fucking E.T. Deal with it. Fucking hell. What, so you're marrying Dwayne Johnson, fucking E.T. and killing Freddy Mm Krueger? Only because I remembered he was a paedophile. It would have been very different otherwise. (laughs) Fuck, it still would have been awful. (laughs) I know. Okay, can I go now? Yeah. Because I need to get in the bath straight after this and mentally deal with what you've just said. 
Okay. Get some brain bleach to stop thinking about E.T. fingering me. Yeah. Mother Teresa. Oh, Jesus. Mm. That's annoying. She is a prick as well. Brienne of Tarth. Who the fuck's that? <laughs> it's, you know, the big, tall, blonde woman from Game of Thrones. Oh, uh, yeah. Like the one who was kind of seeing yeah. Jamie at the end. And this. Yeah. <laughs> the Easter Bunny. <laughs> oh, fuck off. What sort of pull is that? It's your sort of pull. They're all women for a start, and I'm straight. Since when's the Easter Bunny been a woman? No, I'm making it the caramel Easter Bunny from the caramel. Oh, same as we did with me. Yeah. Okay. Um, Oh, Jesus Christ. All right, well, I'm going to kill Mother Teresa because she's boring and annoying. She's a bit of a dick as well, I think. Was she? Yeah, I can imagine that she probably was. I think there's quite a lot of bad shit about her. All right, fine. So she's off. Uh, I'm going to shag... I'm going to fuck the caramel Easter bunny. Yeah. And I'm going to marry Brienne of Tarth because she's a badass. Yeah. And she scrubs up nicely. If you've seen Wednesday, she's yes. like a teacher in Wednesday and she looks, she looks amazing. Yeah. Do you see her at the premiere? Yeah. She's gorge. Um, so yeah, yeah, that was a very easy one for me. I'm still absolutely fucking disgusted by your one. <laughs> <laughs> this happens every single week every single week you're like Mia that is chaos but every week it's got worse and this is like the real low point of your life oh it's not (laughs) (laughs) it's really not oh okay you see the people I fucked in real life it's well worse yeah true that is true actually fine yeah it's still awful though Anyway, that was it. Well, I'm really, I'm really disappointed with Mia at the end of this one because you told by my big, okay, well, we're done here. A <laughs> <laughs> big sigh. <laughs> that was fun. Thanks for listening. I'm sorry if you hate us both now. Don't cancel us. Oh, Yay. for God's sake. We've got another one in. <laughs> All right. Well, love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. <laughs> that was so annoying. <laughs> here on my own this is my podcast now bitches mia who <laughs> <laughs>